This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got a great show for you tonight, and oh, ow! Oh, God, I pulled my hamstring. I don't think I can finish the monologue. Oh, no. Don't worry, Steven, I got you! Way to sell the line. everybody. Don't worry, Steven, I got you! I got you, Steven! Oh, man. Just the happiest dude, huh? Listen to the crowd loves them. Yeah. David, I've, I've pulled my hamstring. Can you help me out? I'll finish with what for you. Thanks. We got a great show for you tonight. When we get back, Warren checks Bloomberg into the board, so stick around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the Americans are embracing this guy as much as the Canadians are. It's just such a great story, right? Yeah. I'd like to be an emergency goalie like David Ayers who just did a great job as the Zamboni goalie against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night. Are you jealous of David Ayer's life now, Taz? I'm you- a little bit jealous of him. He's <laughs> he's on Colbert last night. He's all over the place. He's a great guy Yeah, who looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. Like, what a, I love ordinary guys when they get thrust into these situations. They get to have fun with it. I just, I'm curious now because he made it look so easy. What level of hockey would I be able to be an emergency goalie at? Have you ever played goalie before? Street hockey, like when I was a kid. <laughs> I've never played organized hockey in my oh, life. Oh, I can't wait to watch you get peppered. We've got, uh, we need some help here. We got uh, a, a call. You've got a suggestion on how we could do this. We could get you some like uh, junior B players. I got my son and a bunch of kids that play like triple A for the junior nights uh-huh. at the major peewee level. Yeah, yeah. I would, def- <laughs> I would definitely help you to set this up. What level do you think we can stop pucks at? Well, I, I think my son, he plays uh, junior nights with score on you. He's only a peewee. So he's like 12 or how old is he? He's 12. Yeah, he'll be 13 soon. I you, There's no way you could stop his shot, Taz. <laughs> there's no way. He's a defenseman. He's got a nice little clapper. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll see. We'll let you know if we need you. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Are you a former NHLer? I'm not, but my buddy owns is one of the owners of the Steelhawks in Hamilton, and they have seven former NHLers. I can hook you up, get you on the ice, <laughs> and get you peppered largely by actual NHL players. Do you, what do you think the chances are that I could stop a puck from an NHL uh, shot? From the sounds of your flexibility, I give you a solid 3%. You are tall. You know, you'd cover a lot of the net. Uh-huh. I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life. Good. That's good. You could probably just sit in there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We got some more calls coming in. We'll see who no else problem. is calling in. And if we need you, we'll let you know. Thanks for coming to Hamilton. It was the Steelhawks, right? It is, buddy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? Hey, is this the Taz Show? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Hey, it's Dave Bolin. I'm hearing uh, you need some guys to get, uh, you need a guy to, to shoot on you, an NHL player. <laughs> is this uh, Chicago Blackhawks hero, Game 7, Stanley Cup, game-winning goal scorer, Dave Boland? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, I heard I, I, I heard you want to be the next goalie that get called up to the NHL. So <laughs> I wanted to see, I wanted to see if you can 
you can truly take an NHL shot. Uh, Dave, do you think I could stop one? What do, what do you think? You, you know me. I, I don't think you'd have a chance. <laughs> okay. I might, shoot, I might shoot one at your chest just so you can have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds as like it would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious, though? Are you available this week? If we set this up for tomorrow, will you come and take some shots on me? Oh, yeah. My schedule is wide open. I don't really do much. So, uh, <laughs> we, could, uh, we, could, we could easily set this up. Uh, retired life, eh? You're looking for stuff to do. I'm just looking for things. Anybody got any jobs to throw around? I'm easy. I'm here. <laughs> Anyone need a fence built? Maybe a deck? <laughs> I don't work that hard. <laughs> Dave Boland, if you're serious, we'll do this. We're going we're gonna to shoot a video. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Okay. Okay, can we still get the different levels? Yeah. Of course, it's so awesome we'll Dave's start, doing we'll it. We'll start at Stanley Cup winning goal scoring NHL player, and then we'll work our way down. We'll get an OHL player, we'll get uh, Junior B, maybe a beer league guy, and then we'll keep going down until I can actually stop a shot. Does oh, that sound it. like a good plan? <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, uh, David Boland, thank you very much for listening and calling in this morning, and uh, we will we'll do that, and we'll obviously play the highlights on the air, and we'll have a video for you in the coming days. What level of hockey is Taz a suitable <laughs> emergency goalie for? We've been getting calls from flat earthers for a while now. There's there's some people who listen to the show who are absolutely convinced that the world is not a sphere. It is flat. A surprisingly large amount of people. Here, here's This is the main guy. This is the guy who calls us all the time about flat earth. Do you understand that there's no real pictures of Earth from space? If you oh, look online right now, go. they're all paintings. Yes, okay. They're all yeah, they're all paintings. I knew that. And the moon landing was filmed by Kubrick at Area right. fifty one. Do you know why that is? Why? Because the earth is flat and I can prove it. How? Well, I've been in a plane many times, but I'm a I'm a welder fitter, journeyman welder fitter. Use uh Plum Bob's levels, transits, which is a laser level. Uh-huh. Water's level all the time. If you, if you uh, send a laser across a lake six miles, it's straight as an arrow. Okay. Right above the lake. There's no curvature measured at all. If you look at the UN logo, it's the flat earth map divided into 33 sections because of masonry. 33 degrees of masonry. That makes complete sense. So if, if you're flying around the world... And the Earth is flat. How can you come back around the other side? But do you really? If I sail in a circle on top of a pond, does it mean I'm on a sphere? So that guy's convinced. Yeah. There's nothing we could say to him to make him think the world is not flat. Hurts my brain. <laughs> He's committed. Maybe not quite as committed as Daredevil Mike Hughes on the weekend. This is quite sad. Um, Mad Mike Hughes, he's a 64-year-old daredevil who makes his own steam-powered rockets. He wanted to prove Earth was flat, so he shot his homemade rocket up into the air. Unfortunately, it crashed into the ground and he was killed. I appreciate the effort, though. Not that I would encourage it, but like, there's people who sit behind their keyboard and they'll type on the internet 12 hours a day about Flat Earth. This guy went for it. Yeah, watch this YouTube video. It's easy. Here's the proof right here. YouTube video. YouTube video. This dude is like, I'm going to prove it. With, I'm going to go up there with my own eyes and, and see that the Earth is flat. 
and I'm going to come back down, report to everybody. Wouldn't it be easier? Remember that Felix Baumgartner guy who like skydove from the stratosphere or whatever? The Red Bull guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just sent like a helium balloon up that he was in. Why not just send an unmanned helium balloon with a camera on it? Like, why would you go in that rocket? Well, there's some people who are saying that Mad Mike Hughes wasn't really a flat earther. He just uh, knew that was a great way to get publicity for himself. And he was also part of this uh, show that the Science Channel is filming called Homemade Astronauts, <laughs> which sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> no, no matter what the reason you're doing it, Homemade Astronaut is not a, a comfortable sounding yeah, phrase. It can only end in disaster. <laughs> and they were filming. You, do you want to hear? Okay, just a warning. This is the the people filming... Mike Hughes's rocket realizing that something has gone terribly oh, wrong. Geez. The chutes didn't open is, is what happened, and his rocket came plummeting back to Earth. It is taken off. Yeah, pretty... Uh, Hmm. Excitement turning to uh, to terror there as they realize what is what is unfolding before their eyes. I uh, feel I feel I, I you know it's so easy to be convinced by things on the internet. Like it's hard to tell what's real and what's fake. So I, I don't really blame anybody for getting really into this stuff. Any con- I, I'm a conspiracy nut too, so I, I love all this stuff uh-huh. too. But it's just not worth risking on, your life. For. Yeah. I wonder if any of that footage or how much of it is going to make the homemade astronaut show when it comes out. The highlight reel. <laughs> I wonder if it would be insensitive, right? Or, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, the good news is he was 64, so he had a, a great life up to that point. And mm-hmm. If I ever decide to become a homemade astronaut, I think I'll wait until I'm about 80, 82. Yeah. <laughs> it might be the time to get into that hobby. <laughs> you have a comment about that? Hi there, it's Taz and Jim. I got a question for you about this flat earther. Yeah. A few friends of mine, they're hardcore, they're flat earthers, and I've studied it myself. One question, like the one guy said, water will always find its level. Right? That's what, yeah, that's one of the arguments. Yes. Now ask yourself, since this earth is two-thirds water, how can the ocean find itself its level on a sphere? Gravity. Gravity wouldn't be able to pull it down that hard. What? Says who? It wouldn't be able to hold it because the force that would be needed for gravity, and this is one of the things that I, I uh, researched, it just, we wouldn't have any waves, and we'd have all of a sudden a huge mountain of water from it being pulled down. So you're, you're into it. You believe it. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. Scripturally, we're flat. But you're telling me every pilot in the world is in on the conspiracy. Every cruise driver. (laughs) One of my best friends is a pilot. And I highly doubt that he has been recruited by the Illuminati to keep this secret. I I think he would have, he would have, I would have broken him over a couple of beers at some point and he would have spilled the beans. Well, speaking of aircraft. I've been up in an aircraft on a beautiful, clear day. You can see for miles. Uh huh. I'm at 36,000 feet. The horizon is still at eye level, and I did not see a curvature. 
Uh, you should build a homemade rocket and check it out for yourself. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. How do you explain the season? So, I mean, if you like, there's so no, many. we're done. We're done for today. Public service announcement. Doctors are warning that you should not put a peeled potato in your butt. <laughs> Do we need doctors to warn us? I guess so. Apparently, Jim, there's a home remedy for hemorrhoids that's been circulating online. Oh. You, you always see those ads. It's like 22 life hacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put these cucumbers over your eyes. Something simple like that. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Peel this potato, and if you have hemorrhoids, uh, put it in there and... Uh, I don't think you're supposed to put the potato all the way in, but once it gets a taste for the taters, it may just swallow <laughs> it up. <laughs> and then out comes the french fries. I actually think that's how you make diamonds, isn't it? it yeah, if it's in there for years. <laughs> compacts it. Enough pressure. Uh, yeah, doctors say there are some negative side effects of putting a peeled potato or anything in the out hole, you yeah. should be putting it only in your mouth, which is the in hole. I've thankfully never had a hemorrhoid, but I can't imagine that it would be worse than putting a potato up there. Like the 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 solution is worse than the problem. You've never had one? No. Mm, good for you. <laughs> really, <laughs> have you? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I know a lot of people have. I'm I can tell you what have. I've never done. Yeah. Peeled a potato. <laughs> And tried to cure my hemorrhoids with it. Well, you've never been to an Irish party, have you? <laughs> That's it. James Patrick Kelly. That's well, a- let, me, let me make this potato disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, according to the doctors out there. Well, well, well. This is old Jim from London. <laughs> You know, I got in my car this morning. I turn on Y108, as I normally do living in Hamilton. Uh-huh. And who's right here but the notorious smack talkers. Hasn't what been. are you talking about? Well, I want to know what you guys are doing in my city. <laughs> We're here now, baby. I'm trying to think of what, what smack talk we did in Hamilton. I mean, I'm sure we probably smack talk OHL in the past. No, no, I used to call your show probably once a week. I remember busting Taz's balls about giving his wife a big wedding. And I was, you guys would say so much crap about Hamilton. Like and what? I was like, no, it's the best city in the world. You don't know what you're talking about. And it is. Well, we look forward to being educated on how great Hamilton is. What are the best parts about the city? Well, there's lots of ice rinks where you can get smoked with slap shots. <laughs> okay, number one. Tie Cats uh, games got to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to having a CFL team now. Well, it is nice. It's it, honestly, it, I'm going to say it's better than having uh, the London Knights, and I know that's taboo for London. <laughs> but having Tim Hortons Field and Tie Cats in Hamilton is amazing. Absolutely. And uh, there's lots of great stuff in Hamilton. This is a beautiful city. Wow, man, it's awesome. I'm happy to hear you guys on the radio. I missed you guys so much when I moved back to Hamilton. You guys are the best morning show. I I couldn't be happier to see you guys in the Hammer representing. And when it comes to smack talk, uh, I think that we can all just team up on Windsor now. How does that sound? 
No, no, Windsor's out of the way for Hamilton. We got to team up on St. Catharines from here. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll show you guys the ropes. Don't worry. Thanks, <laughs> oh, Sean. And Jim is just telling me... <laughs> This story, you had a crazy day last week as you were getting ready to go on your snowboarding trip with your brother. Yeah, I went to uh, Source for Sports to get my board waxed before we went to the hill. And as I was waiting to pay on my way out, the exit is right beside the till. Mm -hmm. And this guy with like a jam-fold backpack, kind of a, you know, I don't want to judge, but looked a little sketchy. I'm always suspicious of backpack wearers who aren't school age. Yeah, when you're like 40 years old and you have a giant backpack, what's going on? I do wear a backpack if I bike to work. I'll wear a backpack. Sometimes I'll have a backpack on full of my my kids' uh, diapers and stuff if we're going out. But backpacks on adults can be very sketchy. Actually, at the front desk, it did say, if you have a backpack, please leave it at the front desk. This guy did not get the memo. So <laughs> he, he goes, excuse me, and he, and he sneaks by me. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's going through the security gate, the, the sensor, as he's leaving the store. And, of course, beep, 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 it goes off. Uh-huh. So he, he kind of turns around and looks disheveled or kind of surprised. And uh, the lady working, working the desk goes and kind of chases him. Not not too fast, but he stops. So she, she runs there yeah. and she says, oh, hold on, hold on. This thing may be acting up, but could you just come back? So he walks back through. Beep, beep, beep. It goes off again. So she goes, try not to accuse him of anything, right? They're you got to be careful. You, you can't, you, if you tackle a guy or, or grab a person, you may be the one who ends up getting in trouble with the authorities, mm-hmm. right? So she takes his backpack and she brings it back through the security gate and it doesn't go off. So then she sets it down and she says, can you come back through the security gate? He walks back through it. Beep, beep, beep. It goes, it's so obvious. He's and, got something and on And he's him. making excuses. He's going, I don't know, man. All I got is my smokes on me. <laughs> so the guy who I think was the manager, I'm assuming, came up from behind the office and, you know, takes the backpack and gives it to the other employee and says, hang on to this so the guy doesn't run away. Makes him walk through the gate again. It goes off. It's so obvious. He's patting himself down, making every excuse in the book. It must be malfunctioning. So he goes, maybe it's my metal hip. I've got a plate in my head. I have several fillings. That could be it. But he's patting himself down. He goes, no, I... Oh, wait. Oh, I did... I did accidentally put some gloves in my pocket. He had these winter gloves. Oh, shucks. I don't know what his excuse would have been, but it was so uncomfortable to be there (laughs) during the whole thing. I accidentally... I had to answer my phone. I put the gloves in my pocket. I was going to pay for yeah. them. And uh, <laughs> the manager, I got to give him credit, was very nice about it. But as he was leaving, he said sternly, don't come back to this store ever. And the guy goes, really? <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. They don't want you. You're stuffing merchandise in your pockets with the security tags attached. Yeah. And they don't want you to come back w- into the store. Yeah. Really? It was, you know, I always think in that situation, I'm going to spring into action. Like, nothing happened, so I didn't have to be a hero yeah. or anything. Or I don't even know if I would, but I do have a fantasy of, like, tackling a sh- shoplifter or stopping yeah, a fight. saving the day. But really, all that happened was I felt so uncomfortable. It was one of those situations, you know when you're watching somebody on American Idol at the first rounds and they're so bad, you have to like look away from you, the TV. You turn the channel, it's you so bad. So, so awkward, and I was just, I couldn't look at him while it was happening. <laughs> and then I talked to the manager briefly after it was done, 
He goes, this, this street's getting crazy. I'm telling you, this street is going wild. And I go, yeah, I, I can't believe he tried to lie. He was clearly caught. So then I swear to God, Taz, five minutes later, I went to Harvey's down the street and, and there was a hit and run in the parking lot. Maybe it's you, Jim. I said, I said, I said that to the lady at the counter. She says, you need to go home immediately. <laughs> The public memorial for Kobe and Gianna Bryant was yesterday at the Staples Center in L.A. place was jammed. There was more than 20,000 people there, family members, friends. Fans also had an opportunity to go to this, uh, which is really cool. Um, there were tickets that were That's sold. Weird. I know it, it is weird, but it's cool, too. And, and a lot of symbolism yesterday in the memorial for Kobe. Obviously, he was, uh, he was number 24 uh, for a, a lot of his career. The tickets were priced at $224. Jeez! Or two for $224. And there were also some tickets sold for $24.02, depending on where the seats were. So... Um, all the money raised is being donated. Obviously, this yeah. isn't some way for Kobe Bryant's family to cash in. Uh, money's uh, donated to Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation in Kobe and Gianna's memory, which is really cool. Uh, I can't imagine how hard it was for Kobe's widow to get up there yesterday, Vanessa, and to talk about... Her husband, losing her husband and her daughter. But I want my daughters to know and remember the amazing person, husband, and father he was. The kind of man that wanted to teach the future generations to be better and keep them from making his own mistakes. He always liked working and doing projects to improve kids' lives. He taught us all valuable lessons about life and sports through his MBA career, his books, his show Detail, and his Punies podcast series. And we're so thankful he left those lessons and stories behind for us. Man, she did such a great job. Forever and all. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. He had to bring them home to heaven together. Babe, you take care of our Gigi. And I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. May you both rest in peace and have fun in heaven. Until we meet again one day. We love you both and miss you forever and always. Mommy. Jimmy Kimmel was there. He wasn't the host, but he was helping with the uh, the ceremony. He was a good friend of Kobe, and uh, he got some, some good laughs and said some really nice things about his friend. There are hundreds of murals painted by artists who were inspired, not because he is a basketball player, but because Kobe was an artist too. And not just in L.A., uh, across the country, in Kobe's hometown, Philadelphia, in Italy, New York, Phoenix, Boston, for God's sake. <laughs> in places where he would be booed on the court Kobe is missed even the great Boston Celtic Bill Russell wore number 24 and a Lakers jersey to yesterday's game I knew he would come to us eventually 
And Michael Jordan. A lot of people were very curious to, to hear Michael Jordan speak yesterday. I'm grateful to be here to honor Gigi and celebrate the gift that Kobe gave us all. What he accomplished as a basketball player, as a businessman, and a storyteller, and as a father. In the game of basketball, in life, as a parent, Kobe left nothing in the tank. He left it all on the floor. And when you can laugh at a funeral, it really is a gift because the emotions are running so high. Everyone is beside themselves upset. Uh, when, when you can get a genuine laugh and make people smile... At a funeral, it's a special thing. And Jordan had the best yesterday. He was up there, obviously very upset about losing Kobe. Tears streaming down his face. His his nose was running. And he brought the house down when he said this. We talked about everything. And he was just trying to be a better person. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next... <laughs> The Jordan crying meme. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't (laughs) want to see that for the next three or four years. (laughs) Shaq, who is notoriously funny, had some good laughs as well. Here is Shaq talking about his friend and former teammate Kobe Bryant. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no iron team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an M.E. in that mother <laughs> M.E. <laughs> Tough to get away with an M.F. So at a funeral, but he did it. So Rick and, uh, and Big Shot Baba said, just get the rebound. He's not passing. <laughs> just know that we got your back, little brother. I'll look after things down here. I'll be sure to teach Natalia, Bianca, and Baby Capri all your moves. And I promise I will not teach them my free throw techniques. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking.